Father, in Jesus' mighty name, God, I pray as the word goes forth, it goes to work in people's lives. I thank you told us in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 12, you're watching over your word to perform it in the lives of your children. So, Father, I thank you also told us in Isaiah 55, your word cannot return to you void. It much purpose that which you've accomplished for it to do. So, Father, tonight by faith, we believe as the word goes forth, the sower sows the word. I believe it takes root in good soil. I bind every distraction that would try to hinder people from receiving from you tonight. God, anything, the Bible says after source, so is the word the devil tries to choke it out or the cares of the world try to come and take it away. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I bind the work of the enemy. And I believe tonight we receive from you. Anoint your servant one more time. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Give this team a great God bless you. And the media team and the kids team and the cafe and the ushers and the greeters and security and people who clean the house and all kinds of good stuff. Amen. Last week we started a new series on why do we worship. And we'll give you a part two tonight. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 63. Psalm 63. If you don't have a Bible after service, we'll gladly give you one free of charge. There's never a charge for the gospel. Amen. Try to put as many Bibles in as many people's hands as possible because you need the word of God. I said, you need the word of God. You might come out of a background where the priest or whoever told you that you're not supposed to read the Bible. That's only for the pastor, only for whoever. They're wrong. Amen. Everybody needs the Bible. I said, everybody needs the Bible. Everybody needs the written word of God on a daily basis. Amen. Same way you got to brush your teeth every day. A couple times a day. Come on, somebody. A little D.O. for the B.O. Shower once, twice, three times, whatever it takes. Amen. A day. Daily. Hello. You need the word of God every day too. Amen. Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Y'all there? And verse 1 reads like this. Oh God, you are my God. Oh man. If I stop right there. He's not just some far off God. He's not a God other people worship. He's my God. He's your God. David says, oh God, my God. It's one thing to be said about, oh God, or there's a God. Yeah, there's, I believe there's a God out there somewhere. There's a difference between saying there is a God and then there's my God. There's my God. The God that I can access, that you and I can access. The same God that the Bible says because Jesus shed his blood that now you and I can go boldly before the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy in our time of need. Come on, somebody. He's not some far off God. He's my God. And let me help you. He's your God, too. I said he's your God, too. We used to sing a song under the tent. He's God all by himself. I said he's God all by himself. But he's your God, and he's my God. And what does that mean? That you and I are children of the Most High. I said, we are children of the Most High because the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Help me, somebody, tonight. You've been made a son and a daughter of God. He is your God. He is your Father. And if God be for you, come on, somebody, who can be against you? I'm here to tell you tonight, he's a good God, and he's not some far-off God. He's as near as you and I are in this room. In fact, he's living on the inside of you. Come on. He's living on the inside. You have a power on the inside that's greater than anything that's in this world, and he's your God. His name is Jesus Christ. Help me, somebody. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. You believe that? Somebody give God a mighty hand of praise. So David cries out, Oh God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. Huh? 
Now hear me. Some of y'all aren't even saved to get a cup of coffee or three in the morning. Amen. It is so important. The same way you need that cup of coffee every morning. That you get in the word of God. I said you get in the word of God. That's why I'm so adamant as a church. It's, it's hard to believe this church is three years old already. But for the last three years, as a church together on the Version Bible app, we've been reading through the Bible in a year together. So it's the third time we're doing it. It's so important that every believer needs the Word of God. I said, you need the Word of God, amen? God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Watch this. My soul thirsts for you. Whether you know it or not, everybody has a craving on the inside of them that only God can fill. I said, only God can fill. In Ecclesiastes, it says, he put eternity in the hearts of man. He has put eternity in the hearts of man. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. I'm here to tell you, Brother David wasn't wrong. We're still in a dry and thirsty land. Come on, somebody. Oh, don't get me started. We're still in a dry and thirsty land. And watch this, whether you know it or not, you have a desire for God. You have a desire that only God can fill. People are trying to fill their lives with all this stuff, and there's nothing wrong with stuff. As long as you don't serve stuff, you serve Jesus. Come on. But let me help you. Stuff will never fill the void that only God can fill. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Oh. You know what I love about coming to church? You come to meet with God. I said you come to meet with God. That's the whole purpose of this thing is the presence of God. It's the presence. Why do we worship? It was the last point last week. Because we get into the presence of God. And in his presence, there is everything. The same psalmist wrote, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let me help you. We come to the sanctuary, which is where we are, amen, Amen. to meet with God. I come here and I look for God. God, I see you in this place. God, I see you moving on your people. God, I see every time we come together in corporate worship and we're coming together and lifting up the name of Jesus in one mind, in one accord, with one spirit, we're coming to the sanctuary to meet with God. I'd like to go to church tonight. No, you have an appointment with God. Why would you ever want to miss church? I mean that. What in this earth could be better than missing church? We're going to go see the new Barbie movie. <laughs> Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> We're Swifties. We're going to the... <laughs> God. No, get your butt to the house of God. Be committed to God's house. Come hell or high water. Hello? And for people that aren't, let me help you. You better hope he's that committed when you stand before him someday. Uh, Lord, they're standing out in front of the gate. Should I let them in? No, I'll tell them I'm watching the Swifties today. Think about it. Get your butt to the house of God. Get committed in God's house. Serve God with your time, your talent, your treasure, with your everything. That when your time comes, and let me help you, your time's going to come. Whether he comes back and takes you first or you go by the way of the grave, everybody will stand before God someday. And your whole life boils down to one of two things. Well done, that good and faithful servant, or depart from me. I never knew you. I'm far from perfect, but I'm telling you this. Come hell or high water, I'm going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. God, I did all I could do with what you've entrusted me with. And I realize that someday I stand before you. All this life means nothing. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary, watch this, to see your power. 
and your glory. Oh, man. To see your power and your glory. You go to a dead, dry church, there's no power and there's no glory of God. Find yourself a new church. You don't like the power, you don't like the glory, you're in the wrong house. Oh, boy. I said, you don't like the power and you don't like the glory. You're in the wrong house. Because I'm here to tell you, this is all about the power of God. This is all about the glory of God. This is all about the presence and worship of God. We come to this place to meet with him. We don't come to hear what a band's good or I like the kids' ministry or Pastor Tyler's all right, whatever. That's all well and fine, but I come here to meet with Almighty God. I come here to worship him and say, God, I believe I'm going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You're the one who said, taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm coming here, God, and I'm going to see your power. I got my faith set. I got my expectation, God, that your glory is going to come in the room and transform me. Your glory is going to come in the place and touch me and change me. And I'm going to come in one way and leave a different way in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that, give God some praise. I haven't preached a 9 a.m. service in a long time. So I don't think they were quite ready for me this morning. Amen. Start walking around, calling people out, Brother Sal, reading their mail by the gifts of the Spirit. Miracles start taking place. I said, I didn't even get to preaching yet. Amen. Some of the people. It is good. They need a touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some of them were half a dead and half asleep. I said to them, I said, hey, I'm missing breakfast to preach to you guys. You better wake up or I'm going to breakfast. Amen. And I meant it. You ask Brother Lou. We have breakfast every Sunday morning. Amen. Hallelujah. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Let me ask you this. When you come to God's house, what are you expecting? Oh, man. What are you expecting? Or it's just, well, that's what we do. We go to church. You should go to church. But what are you expecting? What are you believing, God? What are you believing of God? Or are you just coming, well, ah. Grant was good tonight. Rebecca was wonderful. Rebecca's always wonderful. Amen. Grant's okay. I'm teasing. No, I miss them. I love them both. But hear me. We come here and expect to meet with God. I don't come to Honesdale for any other reason, but I inspect an encounter with God. I expect him to show up in power. I expect his glory to come invade the house because I'm no good to anybody without him. But I know when, when his anointing comes upon me, hear me, and I preach this gospel that bodies will be healed, souls will be saved, the power of God will be on display, and the glory of God's going to touch the place. Why? Because I've come here with faith and expectation. I'm going to encounter God. If you believe that, somebody give God some praise. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Boy, that's a retraining. Oh, boy. I said, that's a retraining. Most people's lips run more than anything. Oh, boy. Some people, I told them I like to take stapler and shut, <laughs> staple their mouth shut. Amen. No, my lips shall praise you. Mountain high or valley low? I said, mountain high or valley low? I'm still going to praise God. I said, I'm still going to praise God. How about you? Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. I went to that church and people are lifting their hands. Yeah, it's called, we're blessing the name of the Lord most high. 
Bible says, he who loves much forgives much. Hear me. In other words, if you've been forgiven much, you love much. So excuse me, I get a little excited when I come into the presence. Oh. Come into the presence of the one who redeemed my life. Come into the presence of the one that raised me up, redeemed me time and time again while I was laying on a deathbed time and time again throughout my life. Some of you that know me, that God is the one who delivered me. God is the one who raised me up and brought me out of that thing. So excuse me if I get a little demonstrative with my praise. If I come in his house and say, I'm going to bless the name of the Lord most high for he's the one that's redeemed my life. He's the one that's changed my life. If not be for God, where would I be? Not be for God, where would you be? Had it not been for the hand of God and the goodness of God in my life, I would be a nothing. But because of Christ Jesus in my life, because of Christ Jesus in your life, you can now do all things through him that strengthens you. If you believe that, give him some praise. I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. Come on, somebody. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Some people, I'm just praising the Lord. Look like you're constipated. (laughs) Some people, brother, sound like a spiritual enema. Amen. I'm going to praise him with joyful lips. I'm going to bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And I'm not going to forget all of his benefits. Come on, somebody. Who redeems me from all the curse of the law. Who heals me from all my diseases. That's Psalm chapter 100 and verse 3. Whew. Number one tonight. Worship is a declaration of my weakness and his strength. Worship is a declaration of my weakness and his strength. What's the Bible say over there in Joel chapter 3 and verse 10? The latter part of the verse says, Let the weak say... All three of you. We'll be giving out Bibles after service for the rest of you. <laughs> Let the weak say. Come on, we used to sing when I was a kid. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich, right? Give thanks with a grateful heart. Listen, let the weak say I am. Why? Because you're so great. No, it's his strength in you. It's the power of God in you. It's the goodness of God towards you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and I was telling you a little bit, I started touching on this last week, and I said, hold up, Tyler, I'm going to save that for part two, amen. There's this great battle going on, and God says to his servants, <laughs> pull all the warriors off the battlefield. Huh? Send the worship team out there. Wait a minute, God. <laughs> They're a little bit weird. They are musicians. They got long hair, amen. One of them even kind of smells funny. I'm teasing. Think about this, though. He says, send out the worship team. Because God wanted to prove to his children that there's power. There's power in their praise. He said, you might have the strongest of guys that are warriors and trained for battle and trained for war, and that's all well and fine. But I'm going to show you the battles and blah. Oh. Battle doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. So you send the worship team out there, and you're going to see, you're going to stand still and worship the Lord and see the salvation of God come down. And you're going to see God himself scatter his enemies before you. When I sing that song, I fight, I fight on my knees. Yeah, but not really. Oh, man. It's It's a nice song. 
No, let me tell you something. Hear me. There's power in your praise. When you worship God, it says, God, I might be weak, but you are strong. You're greater than any sickness. You're greater than any battle. God, you're greater. There's nothing the devil can do to me that you can't do something about. And I'm going to laugh my way into miracles. I'm going to lift my hands in the sanctuary and say, surely I've come into the presence of God. Surely I've come into the power of God. The glory of God is going to touch me. The glory of God is going to touch this place and turn my family. God's going to turn this situation. Come on, somebody. He's going to turn it around and work it in my favor. And I'll be just like Joseph in Psalm 50. 20, Genesis 50, 20, where he said like this. He said, what man meant for evil, God used for good. Amen. Romans 8, 20, he's still working all things. Somebody say all things. Together for the good. When do you start praising like you believe it? Oh, man. When do you start praising like you believe it? For half y'all, if you just started praising God like you already had it, it'd be done like that. I said, be done like that. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you received and you'll have them. Faith requires corresponding action. People are like, oh, well, faith without works is dead. Yeah, read the original. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Faith requires action. So he says, send the worship team out there. Huh? And as they began to sing in praise, 2 Chronicles 20, 22. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. God, I don't know how things work up there, but we're trained for war. Yeah, you guys stay home. Send the worship team out there. Huh? Faith sometimes looks crazy. Oh, man. Some faith, faith sometimes looks crazy, hear me. But God knows what he's doing. And God knows better than you do. God knows better than I do. That's why he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your way. Oh, come on, somebody. He is God all by himself. I said, he is God all by himself. Number two tonight. Worship is where I get realigned and refreshed. Oh, baby. Worship is where I get realigned and refreshed. You ever have to get your vehicle Realigned? Come on. Ever been there? Some of y'all, that's why you're rolling with bald tires. That, when you're going down the road like this. Headline news. There's something wrong, Bubba. Rattling them feist teeth out of your head. Some of you had to reach over to the passenger seat and grab the dentures on the way here. It's time to get an alignment on the car. Time to get it realigned, buddy. <laughs> Watch this. Worship is where I get realigned and refreshed. It's amazing. No matter what you're going through in life, and you begin to worship God. Oh man, and it's just like this. Your focus shifts from the things of this world, from everything that's going on around you, and you begin to fix your eyes on the Bible calls the author and the finisher of your faith. In other words, the beginning and the end. The author and the perfecter of your faith. You get realigned when you worship God. And let me help you. You also get refreshed. I said, you get refreshed. I've told you before, but I'll tell you again, you can write this down. Your alignment determines your assignment. Your alignment determines your assignment. A lot of people say, well, you know, I just want God to do something, but you're not willing to get aligned. Oh, baby. Shout me down all at once. You're not willing to get aligned. And the minute God tries to align you, you find a new church. Oh, <laughs> Find a new pastor. 
I didn't like what he was saying there. Why? Because you were convicted? <laughs> Don't shout me down all at once. He said something that offended me. Get over it. I got counseling for you. Build a bridge and get over it. Amen. One step. I used to tell him, get the heck over it. Amen. Some people can't handle all that. Your alignment determines your assignment. Let me help you. Each and every day, you and I need to get realigned. Every day. Because that old flesh should try and come rolling in. Oh, baby. Come on. That danged old devil. Try to come in like a flood. But the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord himself will raise up a standard against them. I don't know about you, but i got to get realigned daily. Amen? For some of you, if the Lord's not doing it, your wife does. Amen. <laughs> Brother Jay, how many years have you been married? Today, right? Give him a big hand. He married 46 days ago. I got you here, right? And I got Joe Pesci over there. They're really going to have something to say after service. Amen. I said to Lou, I says, make sure you or Paul, one of you guys, introduces Sal and explains the connection so people don't think I'm sending my mobster friends up there to shake them down. <laughs> I love Brother Sal, Sister Joey. I was talking before service, Aaron, about my first car. I think I was 15. I bought a wrecked Mustang in Brooklyn. I know... The Prince of Brooklyn over here. So we went to get that car, amen? And he gave me the grand tour, Lars. We were all over that place. I am grateful to God for people that have walked with us a long time. Walked with my granddad, my dad, me. He told me for a service, he's told me on a regular, he says, the only way to ever get me out of this place is feet first. You know what that means? In a casket. Amen, you're done. <laughs> Hear me. Joanne, how many years have you been coming to the church to pray every Thursday? Monday nights for ever. That was a dream. Prayer warriors, Martha, Violet, Ruth, your mom, all of them. And, he's, and in the dream, he said, who will take the mantle and run with it? And then was getting ready because we woke up it was Sunday getting out of the shower I saw the hand like a vision same people this time I heard Joanne who will take the mantle and run with it so, 35, I, years. 35 years you gotta understand I have a rich rich Pentecostal heritage and I'm not ashamed of it by any means I grew up around people I'm telling you how to pray down heaven and earth when I was real far from God, people praying me in. I used to tell them, stop praying. Tell them, leave me alone. I'm serious. People walk with you your whole life. Joanne was the first one to ever hold, hold me as a baby in the church, praying the Holy Ghost over me. She prophesied as a baby. Hear me. That's why the church is so important. Oh, man. That's why people think, well, I might just go tonight. I go once every once. No, you need to get committed to the house of God. It changes generations. It said it changes generations. And if the Lord should tarry, there'll be generations that serve the Lord because you showed up to church, because you gave, because you prayed, because you encouraged people. You got a lot to do with this thing. Let me help you. Your alignment determines your assignment. You can't expect God to do great and mighty things if you're not willing to get aligned. 
You're not willing to say, God, you know what? I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and come and serve you come hell or high water. I'm committed to your house, God. I'm committed to the things of God, and I believe, God, that my alignment determines my assignment. You'll never go higher, hear me, than beyond what you can serve. Oh, man. I gave up my preaching slot this week in the camp meeting to another minister. You know why I told him? I don't need to preach. I get to preach all the time. Hear me. I said I'm happy just to drive people around. That's what I did all week. I've been back and forth to that stupid airport so many times. If I never saw 81 again, it'd be too soon. I think they're still doing construction the same spots they were when I was a kid. But watch this. I realize, hear me, a lot of people want a gift or want to be using a gift, things of that nature. You want a gift, you need to serve a gift. You need to sit under a gift. You need to come to a place that, God, I realize my alignment determines my assignment, God. If I honor your house and honor the people that you've entrusted me with, God, you will take me further than I could ever ask, imagine, or think. Oh, man. Psalm 61 and verse 2. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Come on, the firm foundation, the cornerstone, who is Christ Jesus, the Lord. If something happens when we call on his name. Something happens when I call on his name. I believe that something happens when I call on him. I believe that even if things didn't change around me, he changed me. He changed me. He realigned me. And I realize my realignment brings me to a place of refreshing. Come on, Acts 3.19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That's why he said in Nehemiah 10, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Come on. Psalm 16.11, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy, his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Nehemiah 8.10 said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why do you think the devil fights you so hard to not come to God's house? You realize he's stealing your strength. He's stealing your joy. He don't come in and steal it all at once. Oh, man. He's a dirty little thief. I say he's a dirty little thief. One night the Lord gave me a vision of a big pile of gold bars. I didn't know what it meant. And as I'm in that, I'm praying. I watched the devil one by one come in and steal those gold bars. One by one, piece by piece. And I said to the Lord, I said, what does that mean? He says, what the devil has done to my church. Steals people one by one. And before you know it, you got this big pile of gold bars, and it's going down and down and down. You don't even realize it. Because the devil is stealing, killing, destroying I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not a doomer gloomer, but I'm telling you how that dummy operates. And I'm so sick of seeing people lose to a guy that has no new tricks. Think about it. He got nothing new under the sun. Genesis 3, he says, did God really say? Guess what he's still doing today? Did God really say? He's a loser. He's a punk and all kinds of other things I'd like to call him, but we're in church. Think about it. But yet he's using the same tactics for how many thousands of years? And people keep falling for it over and over. Oh, man. 
People dumb or what? Time to smarten up. Come on. Did God really say that? Yes, he did. And I'm going to tell you where to go. And it's not where God lives. Huh? So let me get that on the ride home. Stop letting him talk you off what God said is yours. Stop letting him steal your dreams. Stop letting him try and destroy your family and your purpose and your destiny. Last I checked, God has plans to prosper you and never to harm you. Plans to bring you a great future and a great hope. So that means if God has good plans, the devil has bad plans, you might as well choose God. Come on, somebody. And worship him. Get realigned. Get refreshed. Come out of this thing fresh as a daisy. <laughs> Number three tonight, worship signals to everyone that God is here, and this is where he dwells. Oh, man. Worship signals to everybody. When I say everybody, I mean people, I mean demons, I mean angels and everything in between, things seen and unseen. It signals to everything around you. That, no, 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 no. You think you're messing? Well, God's going to start blessing. Oh, man. I said, you think you're messing? God's going to start blessing. No, this is where I worship God. And I want this signal to be like a big foam fist to you. Come on, somebody. That this is where God dwells. This is where God's moving. This is where God's doing something on my behalf. You might be rattling other people's cages, but as for me and my house, we're not going to be shaken. We're not going to be moved. We've built ourselves on the solid rock that is higher than I, who is Christ Jesus. And I want to signal to you and every devil in hell tonight that I stand alone on Christ Jesus on a firm foundation, which you cannot sink. Come on. When you worship God, it signals to people, to demons. I was in a grocery store one time, and a cashier started manifesting devils while I was trying to check out. I kid you not. And this nice little girl, I know who you are. Just like that. I said, I know where you are too, and I'll tell you, go to hell right now, because I don't have time for your nonsense. Let me tell you the opposite. When you don't worship God and you play the fool, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. What do you do the sons of Sceva in the book of Acts? They got busted up. You know why? They thought they had the power. They ain't got no power. They're acting a fool. Next thing you know, somebody falls off a balcony. <laughs> real power gets real recognition. I'm not talking about self-praise from people. I'm talking about it brings on the anointing of squirm, as I like to call it. That precious little girl started manifesting devils in that store. I said to her, I said, I'm not going to deal with you. I'll get you arrested for stuff like that. I said, I'll command you to leave her, but I ain't laying a hand on her. Smarter than I look. Amen. One of my friends was on an airplane and cast the devil out of somebody one time. <laughs> on Delta Airlines. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> and the person hit the floor. Started manifesting the devil, hit the floor. Everybody in the airplane, what is going on? Little kid, hey, mama, it's an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> my friend almost got himself in serious trouble. You don't mess up on them airplanes. They got those air marshals up there, and no joke. He called them to the back. <laughs> and he said, shut the curtain. He said, I've been wanting to see that my whole life. 
He said, I was born and raised Pentecostal, but I ain't never seen the devil cast out. <laughs> so rather than my friend getting banned from flying Delta, he got an upgrade. Amen. <laughs> Nothing like sticking it to the devil. That person got up, up off the floor. He led him to Jesus right on that plane. Worship signals to everyone that God is here and that this is where he dwells. When there is a fiery furnace in the Bible, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But thanks be to God, there was a fourth man in the fire. And he said, wait a minute, I don't care if every other person on the planet bows, we're not bowing. Boy, it sounds familiar, don't it? Oh, baby. He said, we're not bowing. And we're going to lift our hands and we're going to signal to you whether you like it or not. That we worship the one true living God. And even if you want to throw me in the fiery furnace, even if you want to burn me in the stake, you want to do whatever it takes, I'm committed to God. Come hell or high water. And I just want to signal to you and every devil in hell around you, everybody else might bow their knee. But the only knee I'm going to bow is to the King of kings and Lord of lords when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. I almost got myself arrested when we were working on this building. Got a bang on the door one day. And I get it. People were just doing their job. But he said to me, you're supposed to be at home. I said, says who? He said, the governor. I said, I didn't know he was a king. <laughs> he said, well, we're supposed to arrest. I said, well, then arrest me. I said, I'm busy building a church. I said, so either arrest me or you don't. Your husband was here, and so was Jim. Amen. They didn't know it. They are in the basement. I'm teasing. He said, oh, I don't want no trouble. I said, there is no trouble. I said, but God's called me here to build a church, virus or not, governor's edict or not. And I said, last I checked, they're elected officials. They don't have the right. Don't get me going. Tommy the commie. He said, I don't want no trouble. I said, there's no trouble. He said, would you do me a favor? I said, whatever you'd like. I said, I got to get back to work. He said, would you put stuff up over the windows and doors so people don't see you in here? I said, gladly. Don't tempt me with a good time. Amen. So didn't we, Jim, probably put, I don't even know what, that cardboard stuff up over the windows and the doors. And we went to work. Amen. Why? Because worship signals to everyone that God is here. And this is where he dwells. Where the world shut down or whatever's happening, I'm going to worship God. I said, I'm going to worship God. I don't care if I'm the last man standing. Whew. Psalm 22, 3. But thou art holy, and thou inhabitest the praise of Israel. 1 Corinthians 14, 24 and 25. But if all you are prophesying... Really read this in a cross translation if all you are praising. And unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting. <laughs> Hello. They will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed. <laughs> you know, the Lord will use me, and it's kind of bizarre. A lot of times I go to pray for people, and I can tell them what they've been praying for, what they've been believing for. The Lord will reveal things to me. I prayed for somebody today, and I said, your friend just went in the hospital. And I said, they don't know it yet, but they have cancer in their heart, in their liver, their stomach, and their side during the 9 a.m. service. 
She came to me crying after service. She said, he literally left me a voicemail during service. He just found out he has cancer in all those exact locations. Hear me. What God reveals, God heals. Now, on the flip side of that, things I say over the microphone, there's things I don't say that the Lord reveals to me. But hear me. The Bible says these would be a sign to the unbeliever. Would be a sign to the unbeliever. The Holy Spirit's not supposed to be the red-headed stepchild you put in the back room somewhere. That's the nicest way I know how to say it. <laughs> Some of you get that. No, they listen. Their secret thoughts will be exposed. And they will fall to their knees and worship God. They'll fall to their knees and worship God. I don't, I don't come here to put on a circus. I don't pray for people and do that stuff and say, look at me. I, I tell people all the time, it's got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with Jesus. I believe it's because God wants people to know he cares about them individually. He wants to help them personally and individually. Hear me. And the Bible says it will cause people to fall to their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among you. So worship signals to everyone that God is here and this is where he dwells. Can I encourage you? Where you worship God, he shows up. Where you worship God, he shows up. I'd encourage you, do it in your home. You know, I can't figure out for the longest time. People have all kinds of trouble at home, I'll say. But they don't worship God in their home. Headline news. Let me help you, dear Watson. If you would learn to worship God in your home. Worship God in your home. Hear me. The devil will know. It's a signal to him. He's not welcome I said, he's not welcome in your home. Well, you meet some Christians. You know, Johnny's on drugs, and this is going on, and that's going on, da 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 Listen, it is very scriptural to be challenged. It's very unscriptural to be defeated. I said, it's very scriptural to be challenged. It's very unscriptural to be defeated. Have you tried worshiping God in your home? Saying, wait a minute, God, this home is an altar to you. Oh, this home is an altar to you. And I'm going to worship you in this house. I, I, I proudly pray in tongues in front of my kids. I sing in the house all the time, whether they like it or not. Lorelai joins in, amen. Levi's just catching it. You know why? Because I realize my worship signals to everything in that atmosphere. This house belongs to God. These children belong to God. Come on, somebody. Some of you are embarrassed to worship in front, in front of your kids and you let your kids go into hell in a handbasket. I'm not shooting you. I'm trying to help you tonight. Sing in front of them. Lift your hands in front of them. Pray in the Holy Ghost in front of them. Lord, well, I told the kids at school the other day, my dad knows more Spanish than anybody. What are you all laughing about? I said, honey, that ain't Spanish. Yes, it is. She said, you sound like Dora. <laughs> Whoever Dora is, amen. Just hope I get invited to her quinceanera. Amen. <laughs> you know why she told the other kids that? Because she hears dad praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm not bragging on me. I'm telling you what to do in your household. I'm saying your worship is like giving a big foam finger, whatever finger you decide, to the devil. 
and saying, you're not welcome here. You're not taking my children. You're not touching this household. As for me and my house, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to signal to you every day of your darn life that my generation belongs to Jesus. My children belong to Jesus. I dedicated them to the Lord the day they were born. And to heck with you, devil. And every time I worship, it's a signal to you that this house belongs to God. These children belong to God. Number four tonight. Lastly, worship invokes the power and presence of God to flow in our midst. Oh, man. Worship invokes the power and the presence of God in our midst. Let me help you. You can worship anywhere. I sing all the time. I don't care if it sounds good or not. The Bible says it's a joyful noise to him. If everybody else thinks it sucks, who cares? Amen. I'm not here to please people, that's for sure. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I told you last week, sing for joy. It would be amazing how depression will lift off you. You just start singing. Oh, start singing. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call. Watch your faith just, oh, man. Watch it just lift. It's impossible to stay depressed singing stuff like that. Oh, it's impossible. Start singing. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. You start singing stuff like that. It's a pot. I get joy when I think about Half these depressing garbage they play on Christian radio nowadays. Woe is me. I get in the car, Carolyn. I said, turn that crap off. Amen. Put on the country radio. <laughs> Put on the river. Put on anything. <laughs> you know what I've been seeing a lot lately? The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Oh, it's impossible to stay depressing and stuff like that. It's letting the devil know it's a signal out to everything around you. There might have been a storm, but the storm is pal. Storm is passing over. I'm going to make it to the other side. Jesus, when he declared to his disciples, he said, when we get to the other side, then the storm came in and Jesus was sleeping. You know why? Because Jesus believed that when he spoke, they were going to make it. I said, Jesus believed when he spoke they were going to make it to the other side. Yeah, the storm came. Yeah, the wind came and the waves came. But the storm is pa- oh man, the storm is passing over. Hallelujah, I'm going to make it to the other side. You're going to make it to the other side. If God spoke it, he said, have I not also perform it? Amen. Worship invokes the power and the presence of God to flow in our midst. Amen. I proved it to you a couple weeks ago. I had Kenny start playing on a guitar. Not because he's a good guitar player, but he's been with me pretty well forever. <laughs> I don't know how many years it's been, but it's been a while since before he could play anything. Amen. And I told you, I had a minister of the Lord start playing his guitar riffs, and the power of God just hit the place. Some of you were here for it. People start shaking and quaking, laughing, all kinds of stuff going on. Manifestations of the Holy Ghost and power touching people right where they are. I know a thing or two about this. A little older than I look. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, wherever you're at in your life, worship will invoke the power 
and the presence of God to flow in your midst. It's time to get hooked up to the power again. I said it's time you're hooked up to the power again. You might have 220, but it's useless unless you plug it in. Come on. I don't know how God's going to move. I'm just grateful to see him move. Brother Sal, we're here one night preaching, and the joy of the Lord just hit the house. And I'm telling you, people begin to laugh, shake, and move. You don't like Pentecostal movement. You wouldn't like that night. And the joy just hit the house. Oh, man, I felt like I was in one of Brother Hagin's old meetings. I'm telling you, the joy just hit the place. I don't think they ought to laugh like that. What does the Bible say? Furthermore, I don't think I asked what you think. Stinking thinking. Put it away. In fact, for a lot of people, that's why they never experience what God wants them to experience. They put God in a box. Small-minded. Open your mind and say, God, I want you to do whatever you want to do. God, I just want your power and I want your presence. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how it manifests. I'd rather have wild costal than no costal. Amen. Wildfire than no fire. <laughs> and if that bothers you, don't ever come to any of the tent meetings. Because <laughs> that's surely wildfire. Amen. Well, it's a denomination. It ain't a denomination. It's a move of the Holy Ghost. I don't belong to any denomination. I don't carry cards in any denomination. My credentials are in heaven. Say amen. And here's what I know, that God wants to release his power and his presence into your life. How does it happen? By you opening your mouth and worshiping God. By you opening your mouth, begin to praise him through the storm. Praise him wherever you're at. Lift your hands. Say, God, I believe it's working for me. God, I believe it's working for me. God, I believe you, that my faith and expectation is going to bring me great results. I'm going to praise you, God, mountain high or valley low, because you are God all by yourself. I'm not praising you for things. Things. I'm not praising you for anything other than for who you are and what you've done for me. Amen. Lastly, worship team, you can come back. Don't make a ruckus coming back. Amen. Some of you guys sound like a pack of ox. <laughs> Acts chapter 16. Acts 16, come on. In verse 24, we have this story about Paul preaching the gospel, Peter and all these guys, and the gospel's just spreading out all over the place. And they got a demon-possessed girl following them around. And she's going, we know who you are. Can I just say for a minute, what is with all the stupid Halloween decorations, too, while I'm at it? My God, I'm dropping speakers off at the hotel this week, and they got all these 13-foot skeletons all stuff. I thought, what in the heck? Brother Barnett laid hands on me the other night. He said, would you get out of the vehicle? I said, I'd be glad to. He said, I've never done this in my life, but I want to lay hands on you. The same way Oral Roberts laid hands on me when I was about your age. And he said, God is about to do something, release some stuff to you. I said, amen. So he went to pray for me. Next thing you hear, <laughs> he said, God, in the presence of you and all of our uninvited friends, amen. <laughs> the devil's a dummy. Hear me. And demon spirits know who you are. I said demon spirits know who you are. Do you ever wonder why people don't like you? It's not you they don't like. It's the spirit on the inside of you they don't like. They realize there's a Holy Spirit on the inside of you and it irritates their devils. Don't shout me down all at once. I know what I'm talking about. So they throw these boys in jail. And the Bible says, So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Not a good night. Around midnight... 
Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. No, I've preached in a lot of prisons, but I've never been to prison. Amen. Never plan on being. Just going to preach and then leave. Amen. But I would venture to say, probably praying and singing at midnight is probably not great advice. Anybody else? Wait till I see you in the morning. I was trying to sleep. And you're singing at midnight. <laughs> Think about it. In the inner dungeon. In stocks. They say, oh, you ain't going to steal our praise. Oh, man. You can steal everything from me, but you can't steal the presence. And I know how to praise my way into miracles. Come on. You think just because you locked me up, put me in lockdown, it's going to steal my praise or stop me from praying? I'm going to stick it to the devil. Come on, you know the Apostle Paul. He said, I'm going to praise all the louder. I'm going to start singing. <laughs> the shackles stop my feet. Amen. <laughs> and praying and singing hymns to God. The other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors. Somebody say all the doors. Immediately flew open. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. Why? Because I told you it signals. It signals everything around you. And everybody around you. We worship God. Oh. We're worshiping God in this place. And guess what? My praise will even get you free. My praise will even get you free. The Bible says over in Job that people would come to worship God because of the cleanliness of your hands. Let me tell you something. There's power in your praise. Something happens. It affects everybody around you. It's like sending a shock wave out around you. It runs through your household. It runs through generations. It runs through everybody you come in contact with. You say, there's something different about them. There's something different about that person. I can't place my finger on Oh, there is. It's called the power of Almighty God. It's called the presence of the Most High. I've learned how to praise and worship. And guess what, Bubba? It'll knock the shackles off your feet too I, I just, I. <laughs> get unconstipated amen all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open he assumed Never good to assume. Can I just throw that out there? The devil will work on your assumptions. Oh boy, don't get me started. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him. Paul was a Pentecostal, amen. I'd like to go to church there, but the pastor yells a little bit. Somebody wrote me a, wrote me a thing. I'd like to come, but you're a little too loud for me. You know what? I'm a little ornery still. You know what made me want to do? Shout all the louder. I'm saying, who threw the overalls in Mrs. Murphy's chowder? Amen. Nobody spoke, so I shouted out louder. It's an Irish trick, you see. <laughs> Never mind. He assumed the prisoner escaped, so he drew his sword, but Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself. You know why? Because suicide's the spirit of the devil. The devil will play on your assumptions. Don't get me shouting all at once. 
He'll play on your mind. He'll plant seeds that are not true. He'll say this had happened, and it's all a lie of the devil. And if anybody's speaking in your life like that, you ought to tell them to beat it. That's the nicest way I know how to say it. He'll speak these things. He'll work these things. And then assumptions turn into suicidal thoughts. It's a dumb devil. Stop. Don't kill yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. <laughs> then he brought them out and asked, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Your praise invokes the power and the presence of Almighty God. And the same power and the same presence that stepped in that jail that night. Hear me, somebody. That stepped in that jail that night and loosed every door open and knocked every shackle and every chain off every person. It caused the jailer to run to him and say, what must I do to be saved? He realized there was something different about them. He realized the power of God. Oh, help me, somebody. The power of God stepped in the place. The presence of God said, how did it happen? Because they were praying and singing. Well, I'm just going to lay here and do nothing, and God's going to... No! God's waiting on you! Work like everything depends on you. Pray like everything depends on Him. Meet somewhere in the middle. I could have just laid around and said, Well, God, you'll sovereignly build this church here in Honesdale. Stupid! I went to work. Still going to work. This week, because of these two good-looking guys over here, amen? Mr. Clean and Mr. Clean Jr., how about this? We got some heat on the first floor of that building next door. Somebody give God some praise. No, I'm not going to lay around. I'm going to work like everything depends on me, pray like everything depends on him, and watch the hand of God do what God has called us to do. Watch as I pray and I praise and sing unto God. His power and his presence steps into a thing, and things begin to change. Quit complaining about it. Start praising your way through it. Then he brought them out and said, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. Oh, wait a minute. We don't just have faith for you, brother. We're believing your whole home. Your whole house. We're declaring, decreeing a thing in Job. And the Lord will establish it for you, cause the light of his favor to shine upon you and it'll work in all your ways. I know what that word says. Yeah, we're not just believing for you to be saved. We're believing for everyone in your household to be saved too. We're believing in generational blessing. We're believing the same God who said he'll show his faithfulness to a thousand generations. He'll do it for you. The difference is, I didn't come from a godly home. Start it with you. You make a decision to be the change. Start with the man in the mirror. I keep saying that Michael Jackson, I'm owe him royalties. Amen. Well, not him, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him. Aren't you grateful for the word of the Lord? And with all who lived in his household, even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. <laughs> they went from the worst situation possible to having the guy that's supposed to keep them shackled up taking care of them. When he said even how he closed the sparrows, come on somebody, close the lilies and takes care of the sparrows, how much more will he take care of his children? When are you going to start casting those cares on him? I'm crazy enough to believe that as you pray and praise, hear me, that even people who are sent to be your enemies, 
Even people who are sent to destroy you will get whacked by the power of the Holy Ghost. And your worst of enemies will turn around and help you out. I've seen it happen. I have seen it happen. I told you last week, I, I believe God hit that, had an angel hit that lady, that love letter, and then send a check. You ever see that happen before? People that hate you, send you $1,000. Keep it coming. Isn't that funny? That's my God. That the same jailer, hear me, that's supposed to shackle them up and not treat them good is now caring for them. Because that same story I told you before from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And verse 20 says it like this. Believe in the Lord thy God and you'll be established. Believe in his prophets and you'll prosper in all your ways. The worship team goes out there singing and dancing. And God defeats their enemies right before them. Now here's the part most people miss. They were three days picking up the spoil. Three days with the gold with the silver, with the bronze. And God says this. He says, don't touch the gold. Don't touch the silver. Don't touch the bronze. They are precious and holy unto me. Put them in my treasury. But he says, now, as for the clothes and the horses and the chariots and everything you could need in this life, that's all yours. Three days picking it up. Three days picking it up. God defeated their enemies right before them. Oh, man. And gave them so much it took them three days to get it moved. That about sounds like El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. He brought them into the house and set a meal before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. The next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. Huh? The city officials have said, you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. Now, I love Paul. I love Paul. Watch what he says. But Paul replied, uh-uh-uh. They publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison, and we are Roman citizens. Oh, that was a big no-no. That was a big no-no. Wait a minute. You publicly, no, no, no. We're not sneaking out of the back door. We're not sneaking out the back door. Oh, that's greed. No, it's growth. I'm here to tell you God's going to bring you out of places. God is going to bring you out of places, and you're not going out quietly. I said you're not going out quietly in Jesus' name. God is going to bring you out with your victory in your hand. And other people are going to look at you and say, I don't know how they came into that place, Paul, but they came out of that shouting for victory. They came out of there with their praise and their testimony in their hand. Their God brought them out of the worst of situation, and they didn't sneak out the back door. No, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They publicly beat us without a trial and put us in prison with Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly? Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. <laughs> that is audacity. That's cojones, amen? Coconuts. <laughs> Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail and apologized to them. Nothing like a big... Ha, ha, in the devil's face. Oh, man. 
I said, nothing like a big ha-ha in the devil's face. They beat them up. They locked them in stocks and bonds. They put them in the inner dungeon, and they had plans to kill them. But what man meant for evil, Genesis 50, 20, Brother Lou, God turned around and worked it for good. Let me help you. God's still in the business of breakthroughs and turnarounds and working things together for your good. Amen? When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There, they met with believers and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. What a story. I said, what a story. Of how two guys had the faith to praise God in the worst of situations. To pray to God when everybody else would be, oh, I'm going to die, 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 like a wound-up doll. No, we're going to sing. Huh? We're going to sing loud. We're going to sing proud. Hide it under a bush? Heck no, I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> and God provoked his power and his presence to step in their situation. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you don't know my Jesus. Tonight is your night. Why do we worship part two? Tonight is your night. I said, tonight is your night. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. It's not a prayer that saves. It's faith in Christ alone that saves. I said, it's faith in Christ alone that saves. Hallelujah. You must repent of your sin and believe. I said, and believe. That God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Just hold on on the piano a minute. I don't want anything to distract anybody. There's people's souls that are in the balance. I appreciate the plan, but I don't need it at the second. I don't need to work anything up. God has got all by himself. There's people in this room. I'm telling you, you're not right with God. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. I'm not going to come around and embarrass you, but you know. God's not into embarrassing people. He's into redeeming people. I come here to preach for your soul. So I'm asked to repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus. Come on. Say it like you mean it. Tonight, I confess you as Savior and Lord. I receive you. I repent of my sin. And I turn to you. Father, save me. Heal me. Forgive me. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I receive it now. Amen. A couple of things. Hallelujah. God is touching some people right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You've been so good, Lord. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord just for a second. Hallelujah. Don't worry about the music. Sit tight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your voice unto God. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not, just begin to thank Jesus.
Come on, he's worthy. Come on, he's worthy. Just for a couple minutes here. I pray the Lord touches you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, for the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. I pray the Lord touches your body even now. You've been coming underneath attack after attack, in your health specifically. Now I know some of that because we're close friends. But other stuff, even now, you got over sickness, but now he's tried to, with your back and things in that motion, tried to give you trouble. I curse that foul thing off your life. Devil, you're defeated. Go to hell where you belong. I put angels on assignment. I lose the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. Your body gets stronger, stronger, and stronger, better and better in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Strengthen this body, Lord. I curse that spirit of infirmity. Leave in Jesus' mighty name. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. In Christ's name, the head of the church. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. How long has it been since you've been on the oxygen? You've been without it now. Almost a year. Almost a year. I remember when we prayed for you. Hallelujah. Underneath the tent. Thank you, Lord. She was on oxygen for how long? A long time. A long time. I don't know how many years either, but it was a while. Here she is a year later, not on any oxygen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take that, devil. Now I command your body get stronger and stronger, better and better. The same way the Lord took you off that oxygen, put fresh breath in your lungs. I command your body, the rest of your body, get in line with the word of God. To get stronger and stronger. And even things. Uh, I would say like this. I'm not sure what kind of itis it is. But I don't like any of them. But things that would try and cripple you up. Things of that nature. I curse that off your life. I speak the gifts of healing and working of miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, I feel the anointing. How about you? I said, I feel the anointing. How about you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know how to play something good? Wrong answer. 
Do you know how to play it or no? Something good is going to happen to you. Welcome back to planet Earth. The rest of us have been here a while. Amen. <laughs> Something good. Like what? Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Just worship for a minute. Who's going to sing that song up there? Start singing. Hallelujah. There you go, you got it now. Come on. Urababashi Koroko. Sing. Of Nazareth is passing your way. Shura Baba Karere, Ora Karara Shiko. Hold on just a minute. Can I take you by the hand? I won't squeeze you. Power of God's been all over you all night. While I was preaching, you are just receiving everything I was saying. Isn't that right? Jesus is going to touch you tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray when I take hands with you and pray heaven that God himself is going to touch you. You already have a great heart after the things of God, but he's going to put a burning fire on the inside of you. And God's going to use you to touch people around you. You're going to lead a whole bunch of people to Christ. You believe that? I know you do. Hallelujah. You go to school here in Honesdale? No? Not anymore? You graduated? Homeschooled? Even better. Get your home saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. When I take hands with you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, stretch a hand towards this precious girl. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray the Holy Spirit touches her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Be filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit. 
And I pray there's a new fire that burns on the inside of you. Just, it's a passion that overflows to lead people to Jesus. It's a hunger and a thirst that other people would come to know the truth that you have found. It would just bubble up out of you. And I'll give you the glory for it. Lord, we thank you for it. Fill her with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's Jesus, honey. Come here, buddy. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, touch this wonderful young man. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, fill him, fill him, fill him. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Father. Things have been getting better and better for him, God. Better and better in mind, soul, body, and spirit, Father. And we give you the glory for it. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. To happen. Come on, like a choir, sing. Something good. Hallelujah. Ma'am, the power of God is all over you. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, you're the God of breakthroughs and turnarounds, Father. Faith being built, faith can do what God can do. Fill her with the power of the Holy Spirit, God, fresh and anew. Touch, touch, touch from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Rivers of God, rivers of God, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Young man right next to her, lift your hands to heaven. I won't climb over her, but God's going to touch Hallelujah. God's going to touch you right where you are. You believe that? You believe God's going to do something? I've watched God touch you time and time again. It's like, like building a house, brick by brick, stone by stone. God's doing something great in your life. Something good is going to happen to you. Expect a miracle, Brother Roberts used to say. Father, in Jesus' I'm going to reach over you, ma'am. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, touch this young man. Fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit, God. Every struggle, everything that's been holding you back, and even things of addiction that would try to come in your life and hold you back, I curse it in Jesus' mighty name. You'll be able to walk in victory. Hallelujah. That's the anointing of God. Walk in victory all the days of your life. Walk in victory. You'll be able to testify of what Jesus has done for you. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time, sing. Something good. Ha, 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 ha.
Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Touch, touch, touch. More, more, and more. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Just keep singing. In Jesus' mighty name. More, more, and more. More, more, more. In Jesus' mighty name. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Shekorombo rababate. More, more. Hallelujah. More, more, more in Jesus' mighty name. And more and more in Jesus' mighty name. Shh, like a fire that's been shut up in my bones. More and more in Jesus' mighty name. That cancer's never coming back in Jesus' mighty name. Shh, better and better in Jesus' mighty name. Strength into your body and healing into your bones. No more heart attacks in Jesus' name. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Power of God in Jesus' mighty name. Power of God in Jesus' mighty name. Be filled in Jesus' mighty name. Every desire of your heart in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. In Jesus' mighty name. Korraba shikoro, shikororo, bakorongo, rebatere, shikororo, barega. Breakthroughs and turnarounds. Breakthroughs and turnarounds. Shekorombo, babare, Hallelujah. More, more, and more. In Jesus' mighty name. More, more, and more. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Atop his head to the soles of his feet. In Jesus' mighty name. A healthy child. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Korabo, karaba, shikoronko, karare, just touch Jesus. Just touch Jesus. Just touch Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Every assignment from hell leaves in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Power of God, touch her. Touch her, Lord. Do what only you can do. Strengthen your body. Adding years to your life in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. In Jesus, <laughs> in Jesus' mighty name, be filled with a fresh touch. In Jesus' mighty name, oh In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, to know that you are loved. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, your best years are ahead of you. In Jesus' mighty name, touch him, Lord, strengthen his body. Joints, bones, and marrow. Better and better in Jesus' mighty name. Shh, fire the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. More and more and more. More and more and more. In Jesus' mighty name. Overflow. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Touch them, Lord. Straighten them out in Jesus' name. Touch them, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Can I pray for you, honey? Jesus, touch her. May she know the love of God unlike ever before. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Touch them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, Rababashi Koreka, Ronko Rombobo, Heroborashikoro, Raba, Kerere, Arabashi Koreko, Oh, Rababashi Koroko, Rombo, Bobo Shikarara, Arakorashikore Baba, Ekorongo Rabashitoro, Oh, Rababashi Koro. Come on, just lift them up. Strength and health, healing. Jesus' mighty name. Fresh and order. Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. The Lord is strengthening and help you. And every attack of the devil has been trying to attack your mind. I curse it in Jesus' mighty name. He's been trying to attack your mind because he knows what God's given you. Just keep pressing in Jesus' mighty name. 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 Better, better, better. Favor with God and with man. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. More, more, and more, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Is passing your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I didn't lay hands on you and you want prayer, lift your hands. Sorry, I missed some people. I'm moving right around. They're going to sing one more time. I'm going to lay hands on a few more people. I'm going to give you some instruction, and we'll go our way. You feel that? I said, you feel that? We don't move by feelings, but that's a touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen? I said, that's a touch of the Holy Ghost. You might as well drink up while it's getting poured out. Come on, somebody. Come on, sing. Something good. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. You're hip to get better and better. Strengthen your body. Gifts of healing and working of miracles. Household salvation. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Healing in your body. In Jesus' mighty name. Be touched. That you guys have a great time of rest in Florida. Enjoy yourselves.
And I pray you get better and better, healthier, healthier, stronger and stronger in Jesus' name. Amen. Power of God, touch her. Touch her, Lord, touch her. Touch her, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Restoration, restoration, restoration. Things getting better and better for your family, for your business. Things turning around. Why? Because they're hooked up to the power and the presence of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Increase, increase, increase. Hallelujah. Standing in the gap, believing God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Better and better. Stronger and stronger. <laughs> Run with a fresh strength. A fresh strength. Touch her, Lord. Bless her, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Touch my friend, Lord. Touch him, Father. Stronger and stronger and better and better. I command that knee to get better and better, too. In Jesus' mighty name. Pain to leave you. Things to get better and better. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, touch him. Strengthen him, God. He has a wonderful heart for you, Lord. Give him a fresh touch from heaven. Give him a fresh touch, Father. Touch her, Lord. Touch her, Father. Stand in the gap for your son, for your husband, that everybody in your family would come to know the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Touch her, Lord. Touch her, Father. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' mighty name. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch Brooke. Touch Sam. Brother Jared. In Jesus' mighty name. Just receive a fresh touch from heaven tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. You shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. The minute I laid hands on you, that cancer left your body months ago. You will be whole in Jesus' mighty name. Better and better in Jesus' mighty name. Better and better. You're not going to die of heart trouble. You're going to be all right in Jesus' mighty name. A fresh touch from heaven, Father. Fresh touch, fresh touch, fresh touch, Lord. I believe by faith even now, God. Stand in the gap for his grandchildren and his children to see the salvation of the Lord. Faithfulness to a thousand generations in Jesus' mighty name. What the Lord touched you this morning. <laughs> He's going to touch you again in Jesus' mighty name. More, 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 more. Fresh touch from heaven, Father. I call it down now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. That cancer shall not return. You shall be whole in Jesus' mighty name. That foul thing trying to plague your throat. I curse it in Jesus' name. I loose the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus of Nazareth. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Gifts of healing, working of miracles, your body to get stronger and stronger. Arthritis and its ugly cousins, I command it to leave in Jesus' mighty name. Be healed. Something good. Fresh touch from heaven. Fresh touch. Fresh touch. Fresh touch. More, more, more. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whew. That's heavy. I'm glad you're driving, Lou. Amen. I think I'm about halfway to drunk. <laughs> you ever get drunk in the Holy Ghost? Let me tell you, the stuff on earth doesn't compare. You just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, even the amount of time they're telling you you're going to need to recover, I pray it'd be a whole lot faster than that. You'll be able to tell them doctors, look what the Lord has done for me. Gifts of healing, working of miracles, in Jesus' mighty name. Angels, I put you on assignment. Touch her now. Strengthen her body and let it get in line with the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I would say it like this. Major decisions in life. You feel like you're at a crossroads and need to make. Now, you know what that is, don't you? So does the Lord. Not important to me, but it's important to Him. The Bible says, If any lacks wisdom, ask the Lord, for He gives it liberally. I'm going to pray tonight, and when we pray, the Lord gives you perfect clarity. Would that be all right? Does that make sense to you, sister? Yeah, amen. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, perfect clarity. Wisdom from the throne of God. Now, you're already a very, very bright girl, but I pray for divine wisdom, especially in making major life decisions. Father, you're the one who said, if any of us lacks wisdom, ask you, and you give it liberally to us. Father, we receive it tonight by faith. And I pray even as you go to sleep tonight, you'd have a sweet peace about you. <laughs> and I'll tell you how it works this. It'll be like a knowing in your spirit. And you'll have the peace of God on it. Then you shall know it was the wisdom of God in that decision. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, that's pretty all right, isn't it? <laughs> Boy, I love these people. Just godly, godly people. You feel the spirit of God, amen? I love each and every one of you more than you know. Ain't that all right? Oh, man. I could drink of that all night long. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, let me give you a little bit of instruction. And I'm going to tell Moses what he told Pharaoh. Let my people go. I don't apologize. You know why? I get so caught up in the presence of God. And people say they want the presence. They say they want a move of God. And they want the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And I'm here to tell you, that's not God. God wants to touch you right where you are. You waste time on everything else all week long. Why not spend time in his house and in his presence? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's a lot of Christians right now living in fear because of what's going on in the Middle East. Why would you be afraid when things are taking place that have been prophesied? Oh, boy. I didn't even... I'm going to say anything, but I feel led to go here just for a second. Don't be surprised. These are just birth pains. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you. 
These are just signs of the times. Hear me. Look up, for your redemption draweth near. Some people think we're in Ezekiel 38 and 39. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think more Psalm 83, things of that nature. But I'll tell you this. From Ezekiel 38 and 39, you're talking about Gog and Magog, which are known as modern-day Russia and Iran, and in the kings of the east, which is China. Yes, amen. I'm not going to go into a teaching on Bible prophecy, but I'm going to tell you this. Don't be surprised. All these cast of characters are aligning themselves. God will take care of his people. I said God will take care of his people. He's called you to pray and share the good news with other people. But these things must take place before the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> man, oh man, I feel that strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anything, what's going on right now, <laughs> all it is is what's in the darkness for a long time is being brought to light. Don't be afraid. Hear me, don't be afraid. God knows what he's doing. Can I say that? Hallelujah. If I could say it like this, God is just preparing the table for the soon coming feast. Let me be very clear and I'm going to turn you loose. God will arise and his enemies will be scattered. <laughs> Lift your hands just for a second. Father, in a spirit of faith and a spirit of unity. I bind every foul attack of the devil. These people, this Hamas and all this other nonsense, I curse it in Jesus' mighty name. I put angels on assignment even tonight. Hallelujah. You'll be able to look back and say, I can't believe the things that took place that night. For surely the Lord sent his angels to help his children. Don't believe what you hear. Hear me, don't believe what you hear, for God is on the move. And I can see by faith, even now, there's a great coming move of God out of the land of Israel. For God is calling his children to return to him. Repent, be baptized, that your sins may be blotted out, and times of refreshing might come from the Lord. And I curse every foul enemy of the Lord. I take authority over you. I cast you to the ground. Take your hands off of God's property. In Jesus' mighty name. Hear me. Pray every day. Hear me. Jesus is coming soon. It's not a cliche thing we say. Jesus is coming soon. Pray every day. Read the Bible. I said read the Bible. Go to church. doesn't have to be this church, but you make sure if it's not, you go to a church that teaches all the Bible and believes it. Not talks about like it's some ancient history book. They believe in the things of God. 
people that are filled up with the power of God. It's the only way you're going to survive in the last days. Pray, read the Bible, go to church. Amen. Last thing we'll do is give of our tithes and offerings as we go. Hallelujah. Don't lose that spirit of faith. I said, don't lose that spirit of faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, I feel the anointing so strong. That anointing that's in this house is on you. Hear me. That power in the presence of God. And I want you to go this week with the power and presence of God unlike ever before. Put this word to practice this week. And watch how God's presence and God's power steps into your life. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I bless this offering. I bless these people, Lord. I pray this week as they go in the power and the presence of the Lord, they'd feel your strength. They'd feel your presence in every situation. They're coming in. They're going out. They're rising down. They're lying up. Each and every day they live to see the gift of another sunrise. May they know that they're blessed and highly favored by Almighty God. I bless you. We love you. More importantly, God loves you. And I hope you have the best week of your life. We're going to sing something good. And I'm going to sit down because I feel the power of God strong. Amen. Have a great night. We love you. God bless.